Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What do you think of Monty? It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. And I'm your host, Barb Hardley, who sometimes when I am not dressed like a woman, I'm a reporter producer for Decider.com named Brett White. And say hello to the Fonzie, to my pinky, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Barb. And I'm very interested to see what you think of Monty. Oh, I love your cat. <laughs> my cat is named Monty. He's a big old boy with uh, very itchy skin and diabetes. Oh, yeah. But we love Which him. Henry Winkler, maybe too. We don't know. But <laughs> he he is very public with his with his uh, struggles with dyslexia. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's oh. a dyslexic joke in this episode. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, for, before we get into our, you know, our what we watching now and stuff, I do want to tell everyone that I am uh, dressed uh, beautifully. <laughs> so go to wonderfully our, beautifully. Uh, this is a I mean, I'll try to stand and show off that my bow. Um, I, I, I this is a dress that I messed up. Uh, and I, I hope you can't tell. I don't know. We're doing a show from the 90s, but this this dress says 50s, after hours. This is... You know, there's people coming over and we're going to open up the home bar. This is my, yeah, this is my Lisa Douglas is hosting uh, people over uh, in our penthouse on Park Avenue. Uh, we're, we're never going to leave this place. My husband Oliver is so handsome. I'm from Hungary. <laughs> this is my drag character. <laughs> uh, A new character tonight uh, only. <laughs> I mean, Barb is slowly morphing into Ava Gabor, which is honestly fun for me. I f it feels great to look this pretty. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm happy for you that you're feeling good. That you're looking good. Yes, and strike. We we solidarity with the writer strike, baby. Yes, I am wearing uh, a a strike shirt. Uh, it's a black shirt that has the word strike in the same letters as spaceballs, um, in support of the Writers Guild strike. And you never know. Starting in a next another couple of weeks, we might get a SGA a SAG strike too. Fingers crossed. Um, we could get both of those working together to get better wages and better residuals for everybody involved. And I, I myself, to, I'm not, no, in, I'm I not a writer. Put, I, like, I want to point out that uh, 
the battle that they are fighting right now is the battle that is going to affect literally every single human being on Earth. Um, this is the first time that we are saying, hey, uh, maybe the robots shouldn't do everything. Maybe AI was a stupid idea, as I don't know, every movie that's ever been made has uh, led us to believe. Ooh, um, so, shake oh, my damn head. I, I fully uh, do believe that this is... This is our, the front line. This is the first lines uh, that will keep a lot of us employed. You might, hey, you listen to this. You might think that your job has nothing to do with the writer's strike. I think it probably does. It will down the line. And because you know CEOs are going to see, oh, robots could do this. Okay, sure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at a, I was at a uh, family gathering yesterday in Philadelphia, just outside of Philadelphia. And that was one of the questions that I got asked. So how does AI affect your job? Are you going to lose you. your job? Ugh. And it's, believe me, it is not the first time I've gotten that question. Oh, it no, is not yeah. the second, third, or fourth, or fifth time I've gotten that question. Every time I complain about some of the stuff I have to do at work, the response is always, man, Chad GPT could just do that. And let me tell literally everyone in the world, that is not the good response. That's not a good response to literally anything. That is not a comforting response. No. That is not the right response. Let's stop saying that because I bet Chappie GPT. No, it couldn't do that. And uh, it can't. It did, they'll be back because then I wouldn't have a job. So let's not even fuck with that. I, let's say in the perfect situation that AI can do this. That means that anybody that puts pen to paper, fingers to keyboard can will lose their job. But. Okay, let's get, have a universal basic income so that we can we can have the the robots do the work so people can relax and create art and do the things that that chat GPT GPT can't do. But, but that's want, not going to happen. Republicans won't want that. It's it's very much like well. We're not going to teach you about sex education and we're not going to provide you with birth control uh, and we're going to make you have the baby. But then we're actually not going to help you take care of it. We're you know, like, it's very yeah. that like we're going to anyway. Fuck. Uh, the chill down my spine. Yeah, we live in a nightmare. But uh, so what are you watching lately? I'll tell you about um, I'm, I'm watching uh, Silo on Apple TV Plus. You're the second person in two days that said, are you watching Silo? You Silo watching is so Silo? good. Which I'm I will not, say, but... I've seen the whole thing because I have this job. I finished it yesterday. Um, I think only <laughs> the first four have aired. Um, it is great. It is a gorgeous, wildly uh, comprehensive, uh, really good production design. Um, mm. now, but do you know about the premise? And do you would you want to live in the Silo? I think it isn't it something where people live in a silo and can't go out of the silo. We did. They don't know why they're in the silo. They cannot is ask it, why. Is it the same ones that train that people can't get off the train <laughs> with okay. uh, David Diggs? Yeah. So just is on its side or a different way, vertical. The show takes place in a in a silo. Uh, the ten thousand people live in a silo, and it is essentially like it's a cylindrical town. So every there's like a hundred and I don't know thirty floors, and every floor is you know round, and there's a spiral staircase going through the middle. So like all the production design, all the little apartments are very you know tiny house, and all the walls are all rounded. Like it in there is no 
there are no windows because it's underground. It's underground. Yeah, like, so the production design is very claustrophobic and really cool. But it is set, um, basically, these 10,000 people live in a silo, and they live there because they've always lived there. 140 years ago, there was a rebellion. Basically, like, what the, the history that the government has allowed to be passed down is that 140 years ago, a whole bunch of rebels rose up and like tried to escape the silo um but in the ensuing fight all of their history was burned they destroyed the library and so like a a hundred so this is 140 years after all of their collective knowledge was destroyed so they none of them know why they're there they don't know if it's actually safe outside or not uh the government very much wants them to believe that it's not safe out there um and every now and then they'll find a relic which are highly illegal and uh, one of them is a Pez dispenser. So like, so yeah, so it was, so there's, there's kind of also like Planet of the Apes vibes in that way, too. So it's very okay. interesting. And Rebecca Ferguson is so good. Isn't so, that the village, the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, except better. This is good. Oh, OK. <laughs> I, hated that movie. I, I don't know. Um, well, and the aesthetic sh- is the aesthetics very like Mystery Science Theater in a way, because it feels like the silos were designed in the seventies and now we are like, we're now at the silos after like 300 years of use and like, there's no manufacturing down there. So like everything is 300 years old or something. So it's like, everything has just been passed down from person to person (laughs) patched up. So it, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous weird looking show. And I like that. I'm a little skeptical because the two genres that I kind of stay away from are post-apocalyptic and war films. Like, I cannot watch a war movie at all. I find them extremely disturbing and kind of tedious. There's no war in this. But post-apocalyptic is kind of like, I've seen a couple of them and they don't, they don't interest me. I'd rather just die. more Brave New World 1984. Mm. Because like, so like the society that's in the silo more or less is running fine. Like, it's dirty. but like you know it's cool learning about this world so it's more like sci-fi in that way and it's like the apocalypse is somewhere else you know like we know the apocalypse Mm. was somewhere but like the show isn't about that the show is a detective show because she's trying to figure out who murdered her uh the guy she loves so it's it's really yeah Mm. so Mm -hmm. and there's a lot there's a lot of she keeps finding evidence that points to people in charge not doing the right stuff. And so it's her versus the system. And I love me some of that. Mm, okay. So more like a Logan's run kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Or very uh, Planet of the Apes. Cause it's very like, you know, you root for bright eyes when he's like, I can talk. Damn it. We've got out <laughs> his brain. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's a segue. You're going into the future via the past. I'm going into the past via the future with White House Plumbers. Oh, yeah. Which is so much fun. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux are great together. Justin Theroux is hilarious. The show is about the Watergate break-in, but it is done with these completely inept secret agents who are not really secret agents. They're just inept. And it's all true, and it's all celebrities, it's all celebrity cameos, and uh, it's on HBO, 
and Megan enjoyed it. I am enjoying it. I'm I'm uh, one episode behind, but I got to say, White House Plumbers funnier than it has any right being. Well, it's from uh, doesn't isn't it David Mandel who did the second half of Veep? I do believe. Is that the case? I think so. So as because that's why I heard about it and was interested in it. So I need to I, get on that. Uh, just watch the first episode and 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 give it a thumbs up, thumbs down because I love the first episode. I love the second episode. Third episode is we just have to get around to it. We've been we've been busy. You've been traveling. We've been traveling. This is why we haven't recorded an episode in a little it's while. Fun. Fun. I was in Boston and Philadelphia. You have been in St. Louis. St. Louis. Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Fun. I was in Manhattan for a little bit. Oh, so was I. Oh, I never go to Manhattan. And I gotta say, uh it was a good Manhattan trip. I'm enjoying oh. the, the train ride. But again, you know, we've been traveling. Well, you know, uh Sorry, I had to lick my gloves to access <laughs> the touchpad. You love it. Uh, <laughs> well, this time uh, we'll be traveling, speaking of the word travel, to January 11th, 1994, when Philadelphia rolled the box office, Hero by Mariah Carey topped the charts, and Fox aired the Monty pilot episode, Here Comes the Sun. Ethan, you must have seen Here Comes the Sun before today. I might have. Really? The reason, that, the reason that we're doing this is we were looking for a show from the 90s, and I thought maybe we pull people, and then I just remembered, I remembered I wrote the show that had Henry Winkler, that had David Schwimmer, that had David Krumholtz, uh, who's great in everything, FYI. Yes. And I remember, the, I, remember I watched the third episode, at least, at oh. least the third episode, uh, and I was like, this is well written this is it was funny they're jokes that stayed with me today um so i i believe i probably saw the first and maybe the second episode i definitely saw the third and that was it they didn't show any after i believe the fifth episode oh they really shot, it got oh my God. that fast the history behind this show is i can guarantee you that probably 99% of our viewers and listeners do not remember this show, cannot quote this show. It is rightfully buried. Maybe rightfully. It, I don't know. I remember it being funny. It is. I will say it like it is one of the shows. There is a, like an elite uh, mini micro generation of shows that are um, incredibly important to human cultural history. This is one of them because if this this is one of the shows that if it had gotten a second season, Friends would not have had David Schwimmer. Um, and therefore, Fred, and because also Jennifer Aniston was also on another sitcom at this exact time that or like it debuted the same day as Friends. Like it was on at the same time or something. And she basically had to beg them to let her out out of her contract. So they're all but some of these shows. Well, and also uh, Lisa Kudrow was on Bob. Um, yeah, she was on a couple of episodes of Bob, like two or three as a recurring character. So it's like, you know, if that had gotten picked up, they would have they should have snatched her up. But yeah, it's, so Monty is wildly uh, the, the the ripple, the butterfly effect that could have. So happened. the 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 conceit behind the show is Henry Winkler plays a Rush Limbaugh esque television Oof. personality. Oof 
who deals with a family life that is surrounded by liberals. It's a it's, it's something it's that's been done family, before. Baby. It's all in the family. So this was this came out in 1994. This is striking while the Rush Limbaugh iron was hot. Um, this okay. So the backstory is this was sold to NBC in 1993 that makes so much more sense and the pilot was this conservative television host his daughter comes out that That would have been groundbreaking that would this was this 1994 was two years before ellen came out on ellen um, this is before uh, Spin City with Carter, who was a regular gay character. And this is like Friends was notable for having uh, Ross's ex-wife, who was a lesbian. And that's like season one, fall 94. That's like right first couple episodes. So like, yeah, this is that's wild. But they didn't have any faith in the series. So they sold it to Fox. Fox said, we don't like that. Now, this was, I think this was kind of before Fox went down the road of paranoid conservatism, which was, I want to say, late later 90s. Well, it's weird. Like, so Fox as a network, Fox the network has always been super edgy. And even today, like, I mean, it, 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 its ethos does not line up with Fox News. Like, no, it's not so at weird all. to me that because you say Fox and if we're talking, depending on the context, I only think of one or the other and never the two together. No. Because they're I mean, so what, different. What was Fox in the 90s? The Simpsons married with the children. Most anti-conservative. Like, like Exactly. Make my parents angry TV shows. Married with children. <laughs> Jesus. So Monty, they shot 13 episodes. The conceit changed from gay daughter to David Schwimmer uh, doesn't want to be a lawyer. He wants to be a chef. Which is like, I mean, in the year 2023, you know, the Wonders Top <laughs> Chef has worked on all of us. Because I'm like, cool, he's going to another prestigious, well, <laughs> yes. you're going to make a lot of money career. Exactly. It, it is a hard So one. the show, I, I believe it, I think it showed five episodes and then they pulled the plug on it. Oh. Uh, the 13 episodes do exist. I would love to see them. Oh, I would love that. Uh, because I felt that this show, the jokes were better than a whole bunch of other series that we've watched. Oh, yeah. This also reminded me of the Paul Lynn show. Yeah, very much so. Building around a central father character who's just angry and yelling the entire time. And his entire family is against him. Yeah. Um, Henry Winkler produced it. Uh, he starred in it. Um, it was... And it had such a great cast. David Schwimmer again, David Crumholtz from uh, Numbers, Adam's Family Values. Oh, that's what um, he's Numbers was his is now his main because I'm uh, like, yeah, Santa that, Claus, Adam's Santa Family, Claus. Santa Claus, uh, and um, some of the other characters. It was created by Mark Lawrence, who was a writer for Family Ties, also wrote Miss Congeniality. Exactly. And 2019's Christmas holiday hit Disney Plus. Noel, check and make sure if it's still on Disney Plus, though. Oh my God. Who knows? I did watch that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's um, and David Schwimmer's girlfriend. Uh, that's the other thing is David Schwimmer comes back from a trip to Europe 
with a new very liberal girlfriend decides he does, wants to be a chef a vegetarian chef vegetarian she's got a nose ring oh boy yeah she is played by china kantner and that name might not ring a bell because she stopped she's retired from acting uh she did a lot of work in the 90s and but her parents were uh paul kantner and grace slick from jefferson airplane oh that oh god oh my god sorry no <laughs> i um that because like watching the episode i mean honest i do not have grace slick does not take up much uh memory in my memory <laughs> but you saying that it all makes total sense and they look they look very similar they uh, have yeah, the same just voice. like wow that's that's wild um so mm-hmm. I I adore both of them. Paul Kantner unfortunately passed away. Grace Slick is still alive. I've been trying to buy a print of hers on an auction site for months, for mm-hmm. years, and someone just keeps bidding just above me. That's rude. And, and then it ends up back on the auction site again. So I don't know what the deal is. It's a cursed item. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the Monty episode, Here Comes the Sun. It's the first episode of season one. and was written by Mark Lawrence and directed by the legendary James Burroughs. So that's how you know they thought it was going to be good. He, crea- how- he created he created cheers. God, uh, here's how syndicated newspapers describe this episode to audiences to try and entice them to watch. <laughs> Monty's son returns from France. Ethan, how accurate is that description? <laughs> You're like, is there conflict? Okay. <laughs> oh, who is was Monty? There a, was there a war in France? <laughs> well, there was, not at this time. It's like, this is the first episode. You can't just Monty's son. Like, who is that? Uh, here uh, comes the sun that's the name of the episode. Yeah, which is kind of indicative of like the humor you're gonna get in this. It's 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 a lot Mark, of caricature. Funny. Yeah. It's a lot it's a lot of character. Monty Henry Winkler is played as a very broad non-specific conservative. So he's it's like he, when he takes a pot shot at the Democrats, he's like we're playing a game called pin the lie on the Democrats. Does not go into any more detail, does not detail any lies. It's just something that we are taking on faith that that's what he's going to eventually get to. So the episode opens with an example of his talk show, which I don't know. What is the name of his talk show? It's Monty. Oh, God. It's the show Monty. within the show is Monty. Wow. Uh, and he's <laughs> on Long Island's Channel 35, which so, I mean, the fact that this show stars Long Island, New York, conservative Jewish family feels very like oh, could only exist in the 90s. I don't know. It's like, the 90s, baby. I, I, I don't 90s. know. I'm from Tennessee, so I assume anyone on Long Island's a Yankee liberal. <laughs> the only place you can see this uh, also is YouTube. Um, there, are, there's a full episode, and then someone took the first episode and split it in half. So you can find either one of those. Um, I wish we could find more of them. The other thirteen, the, the one that I watched also had the commercials intact. So how, yeah, so we got Little Caesars commercial for a buck. Uh, and, uh, Midas mufflers <laughs> and, and then uh the Bobbit trial uh, oh, it's, her, it's her turn to talk hell yeah <laughs> uh so at the at the at the news at the TV station where he's hosting his very weird show that feels like it 
it feels like this as a concept for the show was concocted by people who've never seen how TV works. Uh, because, <laughs> like, so the set looks like his office. The set looks like Mon- like a Monty like Monty's office because it has like his desk, etc. Yeah, fake like, books, a flag. Yeah, later, I was like, is he in his office? Why is he talking to the camera? No, this is the set. But he he usually he apparently sits just almost offset so that he can talk to his producer who is sitting in a folding in like a director's chair <laughs> just around the corner offset and talking so, to her so the audience the audience the studio audience can see them and also the audience at home has to know that he's talking to somebody because they're having a conversation so she has to be in the on the, camera the show within the show yeah so i mean like i'm assuming if it's like you know home improvement with tool time like what we're seeing is the edited version that was broadcast in this universe um yeah. but it's still weird to be like half of the set is off stage which is the real off stage and then most of the set <laughs> they don't even use because henry winkler monty is mostly sat on the border of on and off state. Very weird. I don't know why that exists, but um, we meet his. So his we meet sidekick. his psychic like, who uh, Monty calls a servile parasitic toady in a loving way. And he's, he also says that uh, Monty gave me uh, my job and controls my existence. So he's a toady. He's just a yeah. toady. Uh, he <laughs> looks more like Rush Limbaugh than yes. Henry Winkler does. He's, he also later on, I believe, played the uh, in the later seasons of Frasier, the owner of the radio station. So, uh-huh. yeah. OK. And his sorry. his producer is is played by Joyce Guy. Um, uh, is that right? Yes. And she's done a lot of TV. Uh, her longest stint was 81 episodes of General Hospital. Good for her. Uh, which is like a third of a year of General Hospital. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but even so, it's she pretty is, good. She is air quote african-american because that is one of the jokes of monty just disparagingly uh using the phrase and she hates him yeah like every everybody on this show hates henry winkler everyone hates him his kids hate him his wife hates him his kid's girlfriend hates him his producer hates him and he is a boat alone in the ocean very weird and (laughs) So then, like, there's a little uh, mailbag segment where a person writes in that's like an animal rights person. And he, have, like, of course, they do not like him. And he's like, get her on the show. Basically, like, big debate me energy. So, you know, stay tuned for more of that. Uh, that's happening. That it's That leads into segments later on. I wrote down that he that there's just a lot of other things he just like spitballs immigration policy. Um, He gives the audience like like a multiple choice test of like how I guess it's like, are you going to have immigration troubles? Your multiple choice. How did you get to America on? Oh, God, we're on a plane on jet boat, plane or magic carpet. And it's like. Jesus Christ. Ugh. That's offensive, yeah. but also weak as shit. <laughs> yeah, God. And then he's got um, like find a blind date for Janet Reno contest. Yeah, he calls out like he calls out it, immigrants with a bomb in their burnous. Um, that he comes, they come over for the great Satan, and we just hand them the keys to a Seven Eleven. 
I'm like, uh, it's that's the cringiest part. Maybe that's why this show didn't do so well, is that the parts that are cringy are actually like offensive. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's just like. There's a so like when the first time most people write comedy and I am hearkening back to like high school when I would put in groups and theater class and told write a write a funny scene people's inclination and also an improv is to fight and is to argue like arguments are funny people being put out are funny people being mad is funny and you quickly learn like it's like sketch 101 improv 101 actually no the hardest thing to do is to make an argument funny and the problem with a lot of conservative like uh sitcoms that are like well we're going to show the conservative point of view is they make that the only the whole and only thing and then instead of actually presenting like fleshed out characters it's just a list of this is stupid this liberal thinks stupid this liberal thinks stupid this liberal thinks stupid this liberal thinks stupid and there's no jokes like there's that no gut feel that gut field show yeah. uh yeah on fox i think the other thing too is that is that humor is is a lot of american humor and just i guess global humor it's about punching up yeah is that it's satire takes down the high and mighty because the rest of us are all you know peasants we are all we all have that kind of shared antipathy towards authority whereas conservative comedy starts at the top and it punches down yeah and it it doesn't last long enough because most people don't find that funny they find well, it abusive because well, they're the, the they're the, weird, the groups that are being yeah like the word brainworms part of it is very like they they actually think they probably are punching up <laughs> because they think that like those trans kids getting all these rights and stuff so I'll make fun of like and it's like winning all these medals no. my kid doesn't get medals yeah like did you under do you understand like there's not that many comparatively not that many trans kids and a lot of them are killing themselves it's just like <laughs> there's just like a lack of a willful lack of context so a lot of this is him punching down on like a girl with a nose ring like what is she doing to you i don't know but also i have problems with her as a character we'll get to her <laughs> i think that like too that that he's punching down but the rest of the characters are are taking him to task for it yeah he's not he's being called on it by his producer by his family by i mean it's a small cast but it's they're not setting he's, him up as the correct person in any of these yeah scenes. Well, and also he's beginning being taken taken to task by all the people, all the randos in the opening credits, which are <laughs> is like a man on the street, people responding to the question like, "What do you think of Monty?" And it's just like just people, tr- truly people on the street, probably a few writers, I would imagine, maybe some below the line, like off camera people, because I I was wondering what are they actually asking these people? They're probably asking, "What do you think of Rush Limbaugh?" Rush Limbaugh, yeah, they're probably thinking that, and they get the authentic. Do you remember? Um, use the the Upright Citizens Brigade television show, where they did a, sh- uh, a they did a song about this child's enormous penis, <laughs> and they went to the streets and they had various people of da- various you know men on the street things singing the song enormous penis. Well, the, they had them say enormous peanuts, but when you know when you're dubbing in the voice, it look the the mouth says something different. So that's what it is. They're asking one thing and they're playing yeah. it up as something else. 
and hoping that those papers they had them signed are ironclad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a weird theme. It kind of reminded me of Seinfeld, like the actual music and the font and stuff. Very 90s. Feels very like that specific strain. Um, it It was interesting, but I didn't think it worked. I honestly thought, I didn't think it was opening credits. I yeah. thought it was like a, like a news segment about the show we were about to see. Oh, yeah. Because again, but, there's another thing coming up that's similar that's very bizarre. Uh, so the 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 episode opens in the Monty household, which I wrote. The living room looks like the Boy Meets World living room to me. Uh, I don't. It's like I don't know if they reused mm-hmm. it later. Maybe uh, Fox versus ABC, but yeah. it's more like what production companies? I don't know. Uh, but David Crumholtz is there, and he's watching TV. And Monty comes in and is basically like, "Did you watch my show, Son?" And son is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So he makes his kid watch his show. Makes his and he says, "What do you like about it?" He says, "I liked all of it." And he says, "What part?" And he's like, "All of it." And he says, "Like, okay, you're you're gonna watch it." And then David Crumb helps points out that my teachers hate you, my friends hate you. You know how mom feels. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, so David Krumholtz is a star. I mean, honestly, must see performance. So it's a spoiler, but oh, like, yeah. he's. I I only really know him as an adult, as just like an adult actor who's in a bunch of stuff that I've seen. Um. So I so seeing him as the precocious as the Jonathan Taylor Thomas, of this <laughs> of this show is very cool. Uh, he's very good at it. I remember the episode that I remember. I do remember. He was he, he gets all the great lines. He gets all yeah. the great lines. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, because in the next scene, when uh, Henry Winkler, when Monty goes into the kitchen, he gets a, a cold call, phone call. And it's Greenpeace. And he says, uh, God damn, I keep. Looking. Oh, so- if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry, you know, I got to go. We got dinner on the table and you know how whale tastes if it gets too cold. And it's like... It's, 
So I, <laughs> so I don't understand. What is the conservative problem with Greenpeace? Do they? Well, of, of course, because um, protecting whales means that fishing companies are impeded from making profit in some way. Just so like this was this was a big thing in the 90s. Well, yeah, because uh, around this time is when um, in the Seinfeld story arc where they are selling the pilot and the producer, I think played by Ron Rifkin, maybe or Joel Green, <laughs> like goes and joins Greenpeace. Like it's a thing. But it is like. I don't know what his point of view, because I'm like, I hear Greenpeace and I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. And then he's so angry at them and is like joking about eating whale. And I, I just thought, I mean, and maybe I'm just a snowflake. We- they there were definitely people who were anti Greenpeace at the time. They were protesting boats. They were trying to sh- to uh, shut down uh, fishing and whaling, especially. It was it's it's the own the libs thing. Yeah, gotta own them libs. We gotta say that his wife comes uh, in, and honestly, based on that, you know how mom feels about you lying. I was like, oh, he's divorced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his wife, by the way, is played by uh, Kate Burton. Who is Richard Burton's daughter? Oh, yeah. He, he comes in. He's like hungry for dinner. He's like, he. Just, so I did like this line where he's like, "Remember family, Fran. Remember dinner. Like, it's <laughs> like it's a long ago concert." I thought that was. I thought they had good chemistry. She's a and yeah, I thought so too. But she did. She loves him, but also dislikes him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then there, then there's the like good natured joking, I guess, of like, you know, why, why don't you make dinner? Make dinner. You're the woman. And then, uh, then he says, and then he says, like, oh no, he said he it. Said it. All Hillary. It's like, yeah. Okay. It's the other problem with conservative uh, humor is that attitude of like, I'm being edgy. That's not funny when anyone does it across a political. No. If you say anything with the like, I'm a stinker, you're like, (laughs) that's exhausting. Yeah, it's something that you can't, it's like a nickname. You can't give it yourself, give it to yourself. It has to be bestowed upon you by other people. Now you could be, I mean, you could just be an asshole that talks shit. Yeah. And which... people will be like, oh, he's he's edgy, I guess. But if if your whole thing is uh, my name's Monty and I'm an edgy, edgy television personality, you're like, oh, okay, is his whole you. thing. Yeah. That is his whole thing. Yeah. But at least the show knows that that's all his whole thing and most of the time. Well, uh, he wants he, he wants her to cook an American meal for his American son, uh, okay. Greg, played by David Schwimmer, um, who is Come coming home. home from several months uh, from France, like the description said. He comes home France, from baby. Europe. <laughs> yeah, so he comes in and he got. He says like he got his brother David, right? That's his brother's name. Yeah, yeah. A De Gaulle biography, which is code for just a nude man. Or there's like a nude. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a De Gaulle biography. It was a Nagal, uh, oh. because Nagal is. Um, uh, I mean, he was he was an artist in the oh. the eighties <laughs> and nineties. He did that the cover of that Duran Duran album. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, I love him. Yeah. Um, so he 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 gets it to him and he and it's it's obviously a Playboy. He he opens the centerfold and and is like, oh, this is great. Um oh, was, it was I did note that so uh about a year from when this episode 
airs uh, in like early in like spring 95, David Strammer will once again play a character coming back from the airport with a surprise girlfriend, which is at the end oh. of Friends season one, where he comes home with Julie. Um, so it is funny that that's what this is, where he comes home and he's got a surprise girlfriend, Grace Slick's daughter. We almost didn't get David Schwimmer and friends because of this show. Yeah. He he has said that he did not like working on it because he 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 felt that the writers didn't give him any leeway, any kind of improvisation, any kind of mm. any any of his input on the script. They just said, do the script. And it soured him on television that for a while he's like, I'm not going to audition for TV anymore. I'm done with it. And he all like. Yeah. We almost didn't get friends because of this is, show. It is really weird seeing him on a family sitcom as opposed to a friends sitcom. Uh, <laughs> but like, it is weird seeing him like interacting like with Henry Winkler as like his dad and having those like, dad, I want you to understand because friends was revolutionary in a way. And just the fact that it's like, these are 20 year olds. There are no adults. They are the adults. Yeah. So like they don't have people to run and run and talk to. So it is weird. But I, I still thought he did a really uh really good job. Uh even with weird lines like he's learning vegetarian cooking. It's utilitarian in the Thoreauian sense. Can you use <laughs> that in a sentence, son? You Thoreauian like a girl. Like that's okay. Cool. We we inter- we get introduced to uh Gina. The girlfriend, who I thought was 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 pretty good, uh, David Schwimmer walks in, and they give big hugs, and there's there's all that, and she walks in, and she says, "I need money for the meter," and David Schwimmer go, Greg goes, "Well, Dad, give her the money for the meter," and he goes, "Who is she?" <laughs> and he goes, "Just give her the money for the meter," and she's like, "He's outside," and he, so he reaches into the po- in his pocket, gives her like some money, and she leaves, <laughs> and and Greg goes, "So you like her?" <laughs> David Chen. and then, then uh Monty goes, Well, she's good with money. <laughs> uh, That's the only thing we know about her. And she's dressed in wonderful 90s clothing, which is a long over shirt. Yeah, she's a grunge. <laughs> it took me a while because I was like, she looks normal to me. Then I was like, oh wait a second, this is 1994. She's grunge. That is what they're trying to tell me. Yes. She's a, she's got a but nose very very polished grunge tv yeah. grunge <laughs> yeah so then there's like a lot of the cooking is all over like there's a lot of cooking they like at one point they say like david you cook david crumholtz and he's like cooking is for girls and then monty's like that's my son is <laughs> <laughs> like women are attracted to men who can cook and then he's like show me where the spices are or something and he goes let me show you the new spice rack right and yeah then they leave so crumholtz gets the good lines yeah very weird um oh this is also so they all leave and then it's just gina and it's just meathead and archie <laughs> well mom takes the the playboy and says i'll go put this with your father's nagals yeah <laughs> they're like nah uh but then we get, you know, the the show off between the showdown, showdown. and the daughter or the the girlfriend. And so she says, like, she's a performer, et cetera. She's also a hairdresser. Um, and then she oh, God, for some reason, she says she says something about his hair and is like, you're not just the president, are you or something? Uh, you're not just the president. You're a client. 
That's and, an old joke from which just that hit me of like, oh man, hair club for men. And how yeah. like I'm not just the president, I'm not just a customer, I'm also the president or whatever. Like that just was just Let's that reverse it. Go to joke. Cy Sperling. For like 10 years. The kids nowadays don't know how also how many times that I'm also the president, you know. Oh yeah. This was 1994 sensibilities. Yes. Yeah. You felt it. You felt it. So how did they, how did the two of them meet? They meet when she was doing a one woman show in France called I uh, Gina. Gina. I Gina. What gives her which, the right? <laughs> where, like, and she was naked for part of it, a brief part, she said. And then Henry Winkler Monty says like, you were naked. And he's like, seriously, you were naked in public. And then she says it wasn't a bakery or anything. It was, it a, was theater, a theater. Which I thought I laughed at that. That was a good joke. It wasn't a bakery or anything. He basically calls her a stripper then. Yeah. Uh, she was he, making it public. He really hammers it home to a point where it's, yes, it's very awkward and very yeah. inappropriate. And then the act break comes on like, she's like, hey, I've seen your show. You're fat on TV. <laughs> it's like No oh. one likes. And there are a couple like there's like the running gag too of people don't like his hair throughout yeah. the entire episode. They're just jokes about his hair. It just looks like nineties hair. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Uh, well, so act two starts with he, is he in his office or on the stage? Turns out he's on a stage. It looks like an office and they got Ann Sherman, the person who wrote in the pro animals. Do you know who that actor was? Was who that Thora Birch? It was Thora Birch. Little Thora Birch. Yeah, she had um she had already done at that point um Patriot Games, Hocus oh. Pocus, Monkey Trouble, and 30 episodes of the TV show Day by Day. Well, well, and then she's better than this now. Uh <laughs> so she's there because she, like any thinking human who is not a sociopath, likes animals and likes animals being alive, whereas Monty's response to this child on his TV show is, you know, we have baby seals on the show. You want to see my nifty belt? And it's like. Yeah, he just wants to. He maybe, wants to. He, the person he's picking the fight with is a 12 year old, an 11 year old. It, 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 so this is a, this is where I wrote my notes. Conservatives are assholes because like <laughs> you can you can like believe that all seals need to be skinned and made into belts exclusively. Seals need to do nothing else. Are you going yeah. to tell that to a like 12 year old on your TV show on in a dickish way, in a way intended to make them angry? If you're picking fights with 12 year olds, you're an asshole. I don't know. Oh, wild. It's not Henry Winkler. He's a good man. We love Henry Winkler. We love Henry Winkler. He's, He's on my credit man. card. Hell yeah. <laughs> the picture of me meeting Henry Winkler at a Comic Con. The nicest man in the world. Which is weird he that is so he's nice. playing this. Yeah. And uh, produced it. And he then so like it. back at home, vegetarian lasagna is coming up. Yeah. And this is when, oh God, that's when like what uh, Greg says, like, oh, France, like I learned about basil, oregano, and Gina. And and then Henry Winkler eats some of it. Is like, oh yeah, I like two of those things. Because <laughs> of course very, he he likes the lasagna. It's very weird that like the initial reaction to basil and oregano are is just like, 
Ugh. Ugh, whatever, you know. Like, plants from the ground. Gross. European gross. spices. No. Um, the European spice of basil. <laughs> so then there's a huge fight. And at this point, I do want to point out that as much as I disagree with uh, not just Monty's politics, but just his attitude in general, Gina also got to cool it down. Girl. She she's on she's on the attack. You're, she's she's on, on the on he's a, yeah on an eleven because again you're in a stranger's home. <laughs> like maybe cool yeah. it. I don't like uh, uh just gotta get on those anti anxiety meds, baby. Uh, it was um, the early nineties. Yeah, they didn't have. We that. were all on uh, Paxil. <laughs> yeah, so there's a fight, and then the mom gets a classic quiet. You know, one yeah. at a time, kind of. It's, it's still a, a family sitcom. There's still going to be some tropes. And then that's when the bombshell that we all saw coming. I mean, it was deployed in the cold open and it's been falling this entire time. Fiance. They they're, are they're engaged. Done, done, done. He met someone in France who taught him the joys of vegetarian cooking, public theater, and he fell for her, and he is not going to law school anymore, Dad. He's going to become a chef, damn it. Which is, honestly, much respect. I I couldn't do it. Mm. But I really respect the people who have. What? Um, told your parents that you're not going to be what they want, want you to be? <laughs> he says, while dressed as a beautiful woman. <laughs> um, Again, not- my parents... I love them. I don't, after doing this for 20 years, I don't believe they fully know what I do for a living, which is write ads for the healthcare industry. See? Easy, uh, succinct. Uh, <laughs> you know, of course, Monty is not happy about this. No. Uh, Holtz does like get up. He starts to go to the TV and they're like, where are you going? It's like, I'm going to the TV. And then do they ask him like, and then what are you doing? Turning towards the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because it's a stupid question. I'm yeah, gonna turn on I'm the TV. Gonna... What then? What? Well, what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna turn towards the TV. Towards the TV? What's the next step? Put my eyes on the TV. Yeah, this was again good line. You know, and uh, then we find out that obviously uh, Monty's fit parents-in-law uh, did not like him either. The wife's no. parents also hated him. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> that was part of their their. Uh... Their their wedding invitation, I believe that was one of the jokes. Yeah. There's there's uh, this is weird thing that like conservatives like your Monty has in common with like the selling sunset real estate ladies, which is like they're very proud about like I'm a bitch. Some people might say that I'm difficult to work with, but I just think that I'm a boss and I get things done. They hated me when they first met. Like the being proud <laughs> of how horrible you are and how many people hate you. Like that's such a reality, <laughs> like socialite character trait, and it's also very conservative. We, we also get a, a oh, we don't get the commercial break yet, um, because um, Gina and Monty have the talk where she's like, "Look, I don't really get along with your politics. You definitely don't get along with my politics, but there's a person in between the two of us." who loves you very much, and he's upstairs packing his bags to never see you again. Can we make this work for the sake of of Schwimmer? Yeah, she says, like, 
you know, I, you know, did the same thing to my dad and I, he hasn't spoken to me in years. So like, or I haven't spoken to him in years. So do you want the same thing to happen? Ooh, it's clear that Monty loves his kids. He loves his wife. He loves his kids. He treats them terribly, but (laughs) he definitely loves them in a way that we'll see overcomes the surface tension. Yeah, it's, it's so like when David, when uh, Greg comes down uh, and like talks to him and like is explaining to him, like, I love cooking. I just, I found this thing. And he, this is my favorite Shrimmer line of the uh, episode is it doesn't feel like a job except for casseroles. <laughs> and it's one of those things like he does the David Schwimmer thing. And this is what is great about uh, David Schwimmer on Friends for the first half of Friends before they started writing him like a lunatic. Is <laughs> there are line deliveries? He makes line deliveries jokes. Like I'm assuming you're looking for another reason besides to get you into bed. Like there are just things that stick with me of the with the cadence and the way that he says things. And that casseroles thing was like that's David Schwimmer. That's super cool. I'm that's glad. him rising above the material. Yeah, to, and giving it being an actor. God, yeah, he's, he is an actor. And I can completely sympathize with him saying this is a very structured house of cards with all these lines building on each other and reactions to each other. There is not a lot of playfulness in this. But it would have been much more fun if they had. I would love to see Winkler and Schwimmer, you know. Do they hang out? Do they hang out now? Have they hung, like, said hi to each other lately? God, don't know. Monty. Don't bring him. So we Monty relents. There are hugs. There is applause for these characters that the studio audience has known for a couple hours, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, there's like, yeah, we're just happy to be somewhere. (laughs) And and then we got a whole bunch of uh, really cute old ads for um, I got black toothbrushes. Did you see that? Like, I mean. On YouTube, um, I had to fast forward through, but I did see the Pop-Tarts one, which yep. made me tell my husband, make sure we order Pop-Tarts. Uh, which, man, the aesthetic of the 1994 aesthetic of everything is fisheye lens is blasted with saturation and everything is just like weirdly surreal. Like it's yep. that, such a weird, and it's like, this is an insurance commercial. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why does it look like a Buster Rhymes music video for like starring the Smurfs? Like, what <laughs> is this? We also saw ads for uh, Beethoven 2. Yes. Starring the late great Charles Grimm. According yeah. to that. And a Taco Bell ad uh, oh. for 99 cent tacos. 79, 89, 99. God, good times. I miss tacos. I just I love Taco Bell so much. Uh, and then also as part of the commercials, all of a sudden Henry Winkler is on the screen giving you a PSA about like encouraging education amongst your yeah. and and it's in the Monty set as Monty. So I was just like, is this part of the show? Is this like every week? This conservative asshole who this show uh hates, like the, the point of him as a character is to hate him. He's giving us messages. Or, or was this Henry Winkler saying, look, I'm not a bad guy. I support teachers. Yeah. I <laughs> Me personally, not, I'm not Monty. Me personally, Henry, 
I support teachers Love. and you should support teachers. So then, so the, the stinger is, God, this is, I think, he has the little girl on again. And he's like, let me tell you, animal animal experimentation can be good. I have a lot of studies here about how experimenting on animals has cured like diseases that have like crippled children or like these like really like, first of all, being pro animal experimentation, <laughs> wild, wild time we were having in the 90s, 30 years ago. That's uh, a box that you really have to like think twice before you check. Yeah, it was real <laughs> weird. And but then like to be like, I need to invite this 12 year old girl on to tell her how good animal studies are and then give her details to the point where she starts crying. It's like, what the fuck? But then mm -hmm. they go to commercial mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, like, I don't know. Basically, she was joking. She, she, yeah, she, she, she goes, like, oh, they're going to hate you. Oh, they're going to hate you. Boom. And I was like, what's Monty? Monty. And then the end credits is uh, all of the cast members, all the characters on the show talking about how much they don't like Monty. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I'm glad that we did this one because it, it let me revisit a show that I thought was funny back in 1994. And Ooh. I think it's still funny. I think the jokes themselves are funny. I think the positions that Monty takes up are straw man positions. Like they're, they're, they're made to be assaulted. Yeah. They're made to be. I mean, this is liberals writing a conservative character. Yeah. So he's painted very broad. He is just like, ah, I, am, I hate immigration. I love animal testing. I hate whales. Like it's it's character. I hate your nose it ring. Is. Yeah, I hate your nose ring. And you know, like vegetarians. Boo. Yeah, oregano. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm glad that we found an episode. I wish I could find the other ones. I remember the third episode being very funny because David Krumholtz's character wants to buy condoms. Oh hell yeah, that sounds funny. And he 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 asks his dad to go along with him to buy the condoms. And so he's he's just saying like he wants to be prepared in case this thing's happened. And like Winkler is like ashen. He and, and he's looking around and he's like, what, what, "What's the good kind? What's the best kind I can get?" He's like, "This one has ribs." And then Winkler goes, "Kid, you want ribs? You go to the Sizzler." <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And then he says, "The, the way you have to do this is, uh, you got to pad it out with other things like, uh, like some, like some soda or or eye patches. Are we good with eye patches?" <laughs> <laughs> so how we're like. How how are we on our eye eye patch supply? So <laughs> as they're as they're I remember as they're checking out, um, there's like some freak out and like Monty tries to get through. He's like, I'd like to buy a couple of these and uh, these eye patches. <laughs> yeah. I remember it being funny, and I thought I that was. Mean, it, I would like to see all thirteen episodes. If At anyone watching, wondering. if anyone watching or listening has access to this. Henry Winkler, you produced the show. I beg of you, let us know. You're a good man. Release the Winkler cut of Mont. Release the Monty cut. Uh, whatever. I liked it a lot. Uh, you ready for some must-have facts? Oh my gosh! For for the show that lasted three episodes, uh, I yeah. want to hear them. So uh, the ratings for the week. Um, it was watched by 8.1 million people, but where do you think that ranks in the week? Like. 
30, 60. Number 79. Ooh. 79th. Uh, 8.1 million. Uh, the top shows of the week, number six, were Roseanne. Numbers five and four were episodes of Seinfeld. Three was 60 Minutes. Two was Home Improvement. And one was football. Just like a football thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, football always uh, wins. This aired as part of the Fox Tuesday night lineup, which was Monty, Rock, and then America's Most Wanted. So aside you, from the... Did you ever watch Rock? I I yeah. really liked Rock when I it came out. It was a very well, very well acted, very well written show. It felt like every episode was like a play. Hmm. It was very well done. Man, I should tr- look it up. Trying to find it. Next R-O-C. time we do 90s shows, maybe mm, yeah. it lasted a little longer than Monty. So what are you watching on this night of television? Which, So I will also say, I know, so January 11th, 1994 was my dad's uh no god that was my dad's 39th birthday so i don't remember where i was i remember where i was january 11th 1995 so whatever so also that's my dad's <laughs> birthday uh he figured it out uh the social security number <laughs> um so but i do remember this night of television like all these episodes abc uh full house is airing on abc Jesse has a big decision to make when his record becomes a big hit in japan and he is asked to tour asia for a year on CBS is an episode of Rescue 911. Uh, a teenager stops breathing because of an allergic reaction. A driver is stopped by a suspicious-looking policeman. Okay. On NBC is airing Saved by the Bell, the college years. Zach takes a part-time job at the Student Health Center to be close to Kelly. And on Fox, we've got Monty. Monty is annoyed when Greg returns from France with a nose-ringed vegetarian fiancé. That newspaper had a longer, uh, better description of mine. A much better description. Are you watching Full House, Rescue 911, Saved by the Bell, the college years, or Monty? What a motley, motley crew. Here's what. Here's the truth. I would probably be watching Saved by the Bell and not enjoying it. Because I didn't, I, I thought I would enjoy that show, and I watched many episodes of it, and I did not like that show at all. It is so weird that the college years aired in primetime. I remember when that happened too. And I was like, because like, it wasn't a different show. It wasn't a better, it wasn't like all of a sudden they got like Mm -mm. a writing staff with like a bunch of cheap (laughs) writers came in. It's it's still the same show. (laughs) Now it's on an eight for some reason. Uh, I'm definitely watching full house. uh, Cause I remember that episode, but I also like loved rescue nine one one. Really? Oh, I watched that all. My family watched that all the time as a kid. I never saw it, which is just William Shatner. uh, Like, I don't know if they're playing. I haven't seen it in obviously like 30 years, but it's built around real 911 calls and they have like actors acted out. And William Shatner is the host and it's like Unsolved Mysteries, but with 911 calls. (laughs) The one I specifically remember was a kid who was brushing his teeth and was running and he fell and the toe, the knee jammed the toothbrush. Which my I only remember that because I would walk around brushing my teeth and my parents would be like, remember that rescue night? Well, what episode? You are a fool. You are a (laughs) fool, sir. Fool, ma'am. So, man, I yeah, I was definitely watching Full House, uh, which that's like you. Hey, that's an episode. I remember that. episode. Wild Uh, TV was nuts. Uh, 
on IMDb, Zero Monty Heads gave this no rating, which is wild because <laughs> this is the second week in a row where we've done episodes with no rating. And last week was Webster, which theoretically should have ratings. Yeah. That's well, a show people know. I, again, but Webster was another one that's not available on streaming. Yeah. Did did we wait? Did we did we watch it on YouTube? Uh, no, Webster's uh, on Pluto. Okay, so it is on Webster Pluto. goes so, uh, off and on, but it like yeah, uh, it took a while. Um, I would rate this like a six. Yeah, I'd give it a good maybe six point five. Yeah, because I did laugh, and I do think that it actually for a family. For a family sitcom built around a character who's intentionally horrible, it was fun. Still fun. I would say that I found this funnier joke for joke than the Kate and Allie episode that we watched. Wow, hot take. I I think so. Um, not as uh, not as funny as some, <clears throat> but probably just as funny as Spin City. That was yeah, I mean, two two or about maybe six years later. It's a weird. The premise is so Paul Lynch show that I'm surprised yeah. that they weren't called out on that. No, all in the family is the real point of comparison. It, it's so blatantly <laughs> that that it is kind of like wild, but it had been 20 years, so they can do that. Um, <laughs> you had the must see performance in this episode, Dave Crumholtz. Yeah, definitely. As the youngest, as the youngest son, he was. Uh, I don't know. I just like watching him in things. Every line, every line was a joke. And if it wasn't a joke, he made it funny. He was great. Yeah. And Schwimmer was also good, but he didn't get any jokes. He got laughs out of things that he was like making. Yeah. I get the feeling he didn't get the jokes because he's kind of playing as the straight guy. And the times where he where he got the blatant jokes, you could tell he was kind of uncomfortable with it. Oh, yeah. Um, Because there were the bad jokes weren't good. The good yeah. jokes were good. Jokes the bad good. jokes were not good. Very bad. Which is, I mean, a rule for life. Yeah, man. Uh, and must other people see this episode of television? You know what? Yes. Go out and you, find this episode. If you are a recent Winkler head, if you love him, Barry, and love, mm. and love and Henry Winkler finally getting his flowers, um, I would say, yeah, fucking definitely check this out. It's an interesting uh, footnote in Henry Winkler's Post Happy Days, post an American Christmas Carol, pre <laughs> Arrested Development, uh, <laughs> the uh, the lean years, the, the yeah. years where we're like, what's Henry Winkler doing? What's he up to? Now he's, he's Henry doing Winkler. This. Everyone loves Henry Winkler. Hurrah! Um, uh, Ethan, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about Monty? Check <laughs> me out on Ethan K fifty five on Instagram having a ball over there, having a great time, and support WGA Strike. Yeah, and everyone How about follow- you, Barb? Oh, my God. Well, people can follow me on Instagram and at Barb Hardly, also on YouTube at Barb Hardly, where I have a little bit of content. Um, you can also follow me as a boy at, at Brett White on Twitter and Instagram. And you can uh, also rate and review the show in iTunes, which would be great, or leave mm-hmm. comments on YouTube or just do anything to interact. It would be Awesome. You can email uh, musthaveseentv at gmail.com if you have requests. I will say June is Pride Month, and I have thoughts. I think we're going to do a decade-by-decade dive into uh, closeted actors and weird queer representation on television, which turns out, which times out perfectly because 50s is next. So I'm 
I'm going to figure out something to watch for that. We we got to do these more frequently then. We yeah, got to we'll get on a good schedule. Yeah, out every week because I would like to do the entire journey because it's such a good. Oh, oh let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Every time. Oh, boy. Um, I blew my this is this is my 1950s drag look. What am I doing? Oh, well, whatever. You'll, uh, you'll find something I else. Have you'll find something so else. many more. I ordered a real, real slutty dress. It's <laughs> coming. Uh, dress. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, no, so please keep following, keep listening, and talk to us. Uh, thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Mwah. Okay, sure, I'll kiss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.